You're listening to Eric Payne and the Payne to Power podcast. Roll your sleeves up and get ready to get your hands dirty. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Eric Payne and this is the Payne to Power podcast. It has been a minute. I am not going to make any apologies for that. I was working with a co-host, developing a co-host, but we have not been able to get our schedules together. And then life has changed. I've been through a few ups and downs, nothing bad, uh, just ups and downs, the general ups and downs of life. You know, growing pains with my daughter, uh, who is a preteen, um, figuring out life for myself as a newly, relatively newly single man, but I guess different is uh, different than any other podcast. I, I'm happy about it. I don't feel that <clears throat> I don't feel less off for the experiences that I've had. This if this is your first time listening, I am a divorced dad of two. Um listen to some of my previous episodes to get the gist on me. But the point of this podcast today is to say that I'm going to take things in a different direction. I want to do something that I think some people have done previously, but I mean, who cares what, the, what anybody else has done? It's on my heart to do this. Um, I was trying to do this one a certain kind of way and realized that my goal, my desire in this life is to help people and help them live their lives better and give them hope in the face of adversity and to show them that they can, even when they believe that they can't. My life has become a living testimony of that. Everything that I do speaks to that. Um, even when I face my own testimony, my own trials and tribulations, I fall back on the things that I've overcome in order to understand how to get better, do better, be better. So, not perfect, but better. Just show up as my best person. So, there's this poem. That has meant a lot to me over the course of my life, at least since I pledged my college fraternity. And it is called If, and it's by Sir Rudyard Kipling. Rudyard, Rudyard Kipling. Now, what I'm going to be doing moving forward with this podcast is I am going to be reading from something that I wrote that has not been published, but it's something that needs to be shared. And the title of that work, the tentative working title of that work, is 60 Seconds Worth of Distance Run. 60 Seconds Worth of Distance Run. And that is a line from the poem, If. And it's a very, very special line for me because filling the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run essentially is giving your all no matter what, giving your all, no matter what the outcome will be, because no matter what the outcome will be to know that you've given your all means that you won. Winning isn't necessarily about getting the prize. I mean, of course it is, but winning isn't about getting the prize. Winning isn't always about defeating someone else. Winning definitely is not about defeating someone else, especially if you're in the same household with that person. Winning, winning on its face is knowing that you went out there and did what you wanted to do. LeBron James talks a lot about that. He talks about that in the second episode of The Shop. He mentions um, 
well, the second and the first episode of the shop, but he mentions how, you know, the things that he wants to accomplish, of course, he wants to win championships and so on and so forth, but his winning is independent of those things. And when I was a younger cat, I used to be like, oh, that's crazy. You know, you either win or you don't win. But as someone who's older and has experienced certain things, uh, setback, heartache, whatever, I get it. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So to give you guys some context, I want to read from this. And maybe talk a little bit more and then explain from this point forward. Maybe even give you a tease from what's going to happen next. So you'll know what to expect. So you'll know to sign on again. So you'll know to let your friends know. Or you'll, so you'll know not to listen again. The choice is completely yours. But I would hope that you would stay. So um, just again, just to go over it. The book that I'm working on. Or the, the piece that I'm working on. The unpublished piece that I'm working on. Which is what I'm about to share with you over the next few weeks is called 60 seconds worth of distance run it's kind of long but it's essentially the non-fiction account of how i faced adversity setback heartbreak defeat and rose again and actually turned it into stepping stone for future success for future generational success so let me read the poem that it came from it's called If by Rudyard Kipling if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowance for their doubting too if you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about don't deal in lies or being hated don't give way to hating and yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it all on one turn of pitch and toss, and lose and start a begin at your beginnings, and, and lose and start again at your beginnings, and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foe nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. And listen, when I was pledging, I had to say that poem, it was so hard to learn. I actually read it just now, so don't think I recited it off the top of my head. That poem speaks to everything that life is. 
getting knocked down, getting back up, being lied about and dealing with it, being able to speak with everyone, being willing to speak with everyone from your average everyday Joe. And I don't even mean anything average about that because everyday Joes, I think, have it, have it figured out to kings and not let any of that get to your head. If you can just be all that you can be, like an army slogan, if you can just be all that you can be no matter what, that's all that really matters. That is all that really matters. So Luke chapter 21 verse 13 says, this will be a time and an opportunity for you to testify. And I think that that's the space that so many of us are in. We have the opportunity to share the things that we've gone through. Or rather, the things that we go through aren't really for us. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow. But the things that we go through aren't necessarily for us. They're for the people that come after us. They're for the people who are willing to listen. And as I struggle at times with why things happen to me or why things happen at all, the thing that I recognize is that I have an ability to regurgitate information. I have an ability to turn it into something relatable, palatable, humorous. Does that mean I want to be sitting up here being lambasted and lampooned and catching mortar fire 24-7 just so I can turn around and tell a story to help someone else going through it? Hell no. But I'm thankful that I do have the ability to do this while I have this ability because, you know, nothing's promised to anyone. So if I have to endure things that I think are silly and dumb and unnecessary or hurtful and experience loss, and I mean, I'm not going through anything that anyone else doesn't go through, but what I'm saying is that if I can share my experiences and keep one or two people or from going through it or understanding that they are not alone when they go through their mess and mission accomplished. So I just read if, and I just mentioned that line, 60 seconds worth of distance run. So I'm going to give you a tease of, of 60 seconds worth of distance run. And then I'll see you on the next episode. Well, you'll hear me on the next episode. You're listening to the Pain to Power podcast, and I'm your host, Eric Payne. When you have a moment, give me a review, preferably a five-star review. I'm on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Click subscribe, drop that five-star review. Now back to the show. If you can run your race, chapter one. Many, many Sundays ago in Brooklyn, New York, I listened enthusiastically to A.R. Bernard, the super sophisticated and incredibly insightful pastor of the Christian Life Center, as it was called at the time. It was the late 90s, and I was a few years out of college. Life as a young man, with nothing but his life in front of him, had gone from being 
hella fun, hella confusing. After a long absence from church, I had become a regular of this one upon being begged by a frat brother to attend with him. As Pastor Bernard preached that morning, the following words jumped out at me. Take your mess, add some age to it, and share your message with the world. I remember wondering to myself what message did I have worth sharing with anyone. The struggles I was suffering at the time were mostly financial and occupational. I was in my early 20s trying to secure my footing as an adult living in New York City. It was the daily grind. The hustle everyone was on. I wasn't unique by any means. For whatever reason back then, I thought being grown meant I had age on me. Despite my various ups and downs navigating an adulthood, hardly enough time had passed for life to get my attention. Twenty some odd years later, life has my full attention. I'm a writer by design, so it only stood to reason that when my mess arrived to stay, people close to me encouraged me to write. Initially, I was caustically resistant to the suggestion. In second grade, I penned an adaptation of a Charlie Brown Christmas for my class to act out in front of our school. I've written a couple of books of poetry, and I blogged for many years about fatherhood and marriage when blogging wasn't even a thing. People with real jobs dismiss me as pursuing a pointless hobby. I've never had a problem being transparent in my storytelling, but sharing my pain was something else entirely. My mess was mine and mine alone. No one else needed to know other than the parties involved. When it was gently suggested to me that my story could help me, not only me, but more importantly, others, <laughs> my response was loaded with F-bombs. Time had to spend many months with me, strengthening me and maturing me and softening me until A.R. Bernard's words returned to, into my consciousness one afternoon while I was sitting on the floor of my bedroom daydreaming. Suddenly it clicked that my mess was indeed just as much for the benefit of everyone else as it had been for me. Another 16 months would pass before I began slowly putting these words on these pages day after day until, with that, until what was once a shame to bear is now my absolute privilege to share with you. My experience is similar to a cousin of mine who was born with rickets. He was severely bow-legged and had to exert considerable effort to walk. His parents elected for him to undergo surgery to correct the condition. The surgery required the doctors to break his legs and then insert rods and screws into the bones to set them. In order, in order for his legs to be grown straight, they had to be broken. Now he's a decorated and retired law enforcement officer. You'd never know at one point he was at risk of living a much different life. It's also hulking. Although I didn't elect for it, I underwent corrective surgery similar to my cousin. It wasn't elective, but it was definitely corrective. God, the chief surgeon in my life, decided to put the universe to work as his staff of doctors. Just like my cousin, they opted to break me in order to set me straight. My hope is that by the time we're done, you'll have enough tools at your fingertips to save, maintain, or resuscitate the life, relationship, marriage, friendship, business relationship you value. I make no guarantees on this because ultimately it's up to you. And if you don't do the work, well, that's on you. 
And also sometimes time is not on our side, nor are our circumstances in our self-perceived favor. And the things and people we want so badly are too far gone from the fold for us to receive the outcome we believe we like. Sometimes they were never there for us from the beginning. This is something that I hope that eventually you'll come to understand. Because ultimately what you're holding on to is the smoke and air of your expectations. Smoke and mirror, smoke and air. Same difference. I want you to know that the words that you hear here have been created for you to let you know that despite all that has happened in your life, you can course correct and live life more authentically and more powerfully from this day forward. It will require you to take ownership of your life. And please don't take this lightly. Leaving your comfort zone is not pleasant. In fact, it'll be downright awful at times. You'll question yourself often and you'll want to quit. The pain you'll face is real and what's most demoralizing, you may discover you're the source of your pain, as I did. I encourage you to do this one thing, no matter what. Keep moving. As you'll hear me tell my story, you'll notice that I've left out the names of all the key players. I've done this for a few reasons. First, to protect the innocent. This is my story as I experienced it and I interpreted it. Although I've done my best to be transparent, fair, equitable, balanced, still remains my version of a story that involves other people who have their own versions that are just as balanced to them as they are to me. As mine is to me. Second, because the story is just as much for you as it is for me by being ambiguous with the names, it gives you the opportunity to see your own story in mine without, have to, without having to mentally extract out my names to insert your own. Third, you get to experience life as I did. To see from a perspective that may be wholly different or wholly similar to your own. So here's that poem again. If, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies. Or being hated, don't give way to hating. And don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master. If you can think and not make thought your, thoughts your aims. If you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, even if you're the fool. Or watch the things that you've given your life too broken and stupid build them up with worn out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it all on one turn of pitch and toss, lose and start again at your beginning. Never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and send you to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run. Yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. 
That is If by Sir Rudyard Kipling. And that marks the end of this podcast. So until the next time, I'll fill you in on chapter two. Be well, be blessed, be healthy, be great, be wonderful, be loving, be alive, be thankful, be grateful. Be you and be easy.